Welcome to another episode of Thriving Through Menopause. I'm your host, Clarissa Christensen, and I wonder if you've ever stood at your wardrobe and thought, what am I supposed to put on today? Or maybe you've opened a magazine like I did this morning and there was Nicole Kidman wearing not very much actually in some Hollywood cover and there she was in a very tiny Mew Mew outfit and everybody's saying, doesn't she look fabulous for 54? And most women who were 50 wore were thinking, I don't think I can wear that. So today we're going to talk about how you can become kick-ass fantastic in the way you look and dress. And so I am delighted to have on the show Abby Booth. She is a stylist. She specializes with women who are midlife and beyond. And we're going to talk about exactly what to wear so you look fabulous. Welcome to the show, Abby. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. Well, you've had quite a long history in the fashion industry, haven't you? Share a little bit. Yes, very exciting. So I started out in the newspaper industry, which I loved, and it taught me a lot about the power of clothes because when I joined, I was one of only two women who were at the newspaper, which was quite interesting. When I left to have my children, I retrained in visual merchandising, which is basically window dressing, making things look beautiful and appealing. But what I found when I was in stores and boutiques that I actually wanted to talk to the customers more than I did the mannequins. So I'd be leaning out of the window display saying, try this. And I then got offered a job in a bit and realised that that's really where my passion was in actually interacting with the clients and helping them. I then set up my boutique, which I ran and adored for five years until my lease ran out and became a full-time personal stylist. So that is my kind of little journey into, into personal styling, which I love. I still, I'm just the luckiest person ever. I wake up every single day. And you're really big body shape confidence, aren't you? Yes. Partly from my own journey. I spent a lot of my 20s trying to be small. I'm quite tall and I'm quite broad. And I spent a lot of time doing all the fad diets out. And when I did get my size down, I found that my weight was the same. But I was just smaller, hungrier, angrier and not happier. And it just taught me so much that actually integral to us, we can change it. It takes quite a lot of work to change it. And when I discovered and learned about body shape, it just opened the door to me. And I thought I just want to share this with as many women as I can. Yes. So relevant for women in midlife, isn't it? We become a different shape, don't we? Maybe that's the way to put it. What is it that happens? What is it that happens when we get into midlife? What tends to happen with women's shapes? We tend to carry more weight around our middle. Midlife, kind of tired, some people call it. I think it's really difficult because we just, we lose a lot of that um, elasticity in our skin as we hit menopause in particular. And it does seem to want to congregate, which is very frustrating for a lot of women. And I know that a lot of women suffer anyway. I think as women are, do fluctuate month to month, even if we're not in the menopause or we're just at the beginning of our journey, just because of the water retention, you know, and it's so empowering when you understand why and what happens to your body shape. And then you learn how to dress and what fabrics work and what things are best to avoid. Awkward situation of feeling uncomfortable and not feeling your best self sort of halfway through the year. There's a lot that goes on for us women. I think it's just much harder. I think we have to work twice as hard to stay in the same shape you were 10 years previously. Um, it's quite frustrating, I think, for women as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think that putting weight around the middle and suddenly the now I used to wear very tight 
straight shift dresses and suddenly they didn't look quite as appealing. Yeah, that's the difficult thing, isn't it? Especially if you feel like you've got an outfit that you always felt great in and then all of a sudden it's not your go-to anymore. I think it puts you in an awkward space where you feel like, oh, I don't star, I don't know my body shape. And that's where we get that real disconnect. It's actually when a lot of clients seek me out because they feel that they don't really know what their personal style is anymore or that it's changed or evolved, especially in the last couple of years. Lives have changed beyond all measure. Our body shapes have probably changed. So I put weight on, etc. So we're all in a really different space now to when we were two years ago. Yeah, definitely. And I think this coming out of COVID, where we've been wearing, I don't know, jogging stuff or fitness wear, because I think I'm bad for that. I know that I put on my running kit in the morning and then I don't take it off. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's tricky, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people starting to go back to the office and suddenly trying to get back into their old clothes and also just not feeling like they're the same person anymore. I think a lot of people's values and views on their work have really shifted. So I think there's also that feeling of, oh, actually my style now and my life has changed so much that actually those old clothes don't really feel like, we all know when you've got that outfit that you put on that you feel fantastic in, you feel like you can rule the world, don't you? And that's about, it's about finding more of those so that you can open your wardrobe so that you're going to choose something that's going to help you feel great all day. Yeah. And I think as midlife women, because our bodies are changing and our perceptions of who we are is changing, it can be quite hard, can't it? Yeah. A lot of women feel, oh, I can't wear the things that I used to wear. You know, is it age? Is it if you've become quite senior in what you're doing or perhaps you left to set up your own business, you feel like perhaps what you used to wear isn't relevant now or isn't suitable for, for what you're doing now. So there's a big disconnect between those two things as well. And I like to think of size and age are just numbers. They don't actually mean anything, but I know for a lot of women they do. And I think that's interesting because that it sort of leads into that thing of we put our own rules onto ourselves. Actually, if we think back to who told us that, we probably can't remember. We've just heard it somewhere. And it's sort of one of those random things like, you know, it's in blue and green. But it's just things like that, isn't it? That when we actually look where that rule has come from, we don't know. So it's self-imposed. And the sooner we get rid of that and create our own rules, we have much, much more freedom in, in what we wear and how we feel about our clothes and our style. Oh, yes. And, I, and as someone who had beautiful red hair when she was a girl, I was told that this colour, this red, was a no. Pink was a no. Orange was a no. And you were telling me that those are the colours that you love wearing. I know. It's such a shame. It's sort of get this feeling that, that they can comment on some, someone else's looking as well. You know, it's very judgmental opinions as well, saying we can't wear that. The biggest tip I give my clients is that the fashions don't exist, okay? They do not exist. So once you realise that, you've got a lot more freedom and creativity to dress and be... And that often means that we default to wearing black, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It's a very safe colour. It's a protective colour. So it almost creates a barrier between us and other people, which can be extremely useful. And celebrities often use it when they're trying to suppress, for example. So it's a very powerful. It's a colour that's become so readily available. You had to start out in the workplace and you had to go and get your first suit or your first black trousers for work. There it was. And then before you knew it, your entire wardrobe consisted of pieces. They all went together. You know, it was easy to keep clean. It's hard wearing because it, it did show marks and things. And then all of a sudden you've got an entirely wardrobe. And then it's very difficult to step away from that. Colour is so uplifting. It can help give us energy. Um, it can help calm us. It can do all of those things. And that's why I love kind of sharing my colour with. Yeah, so I love that. But if we've lost our style mojo, 
How do we rediscover it? Okay, so this is one of my favourite subjects. So what I would advise my clients to do when they feel like they've really had that disconnect and they say, oh, I've lost my style. I don't know if I had it in the first place, but it would have. And I always get them to start looking at people watching is literally one of my favourite pastimes. It's how I get inspired. So I, I start to encourage clients to really take note of what's around them. Have a look on Pinterest, for example. You may have someone in mind who you think, gosh, they always look really chic or they always look really confident or whatever it might be. And get some style inspiration look around the reason why is because often clients are really I love Lady Gaga and I think if I tried to dress them they might be a bit terrified so it's looking at why when she comes up as a style icon it's to do and that ability to not care what other people think and then as a stylist that's what I then was latch on to and be like okay it's that level of confidence you want outfits that sing to that side of you and really bring out that confidence and that voice yeah I'd say get inspired look around you magazines great way of getting inspiration get a magazine have a coffee maybe and sit and have a look through and see what kind of catches your eye it's almost like creating a mood I think one of the interesting things for me is how interested people have been in their homes over the last two years and if you imagine if you were redoing your living room or your lounge and kitchen you would create a mood board wouldn't you you'd go around and you'd look at images but we actually don't take the time to do it for our own actually we spend all day every single day and I find that's so interesting that people would spend the time doing it for the home but not necessarily for themselves so I say take back that time for you and get inspired and have a look around and see what you know really piques your amazing I've never thought of that to think of it in that way and I'm a terrible online shopper terrible for online shopping yeah and so I do sometimes miss that going into a shop and touching and feeling fabrics and putting them on how do we kind of balance that in this new world yeah, that's a great question. I think I've got a lot of clients who now they've started online shopping, don't necessarily want to go back into the shops for a number of reasons, time, uh, convenience. Some of them just didn't like shopping in the first place. So this is like the best of both worlds for them, really. And um, I, I think for online, obviously, we've got the, the problem of having a lot of returns and not knowing the fit. And, and I think people don't really understand fabrics anymore and understand how it might feel. So I think doing a bit of research into the brand and the, the bits and the fabrics is really useful. One of the best things I just have a quick look at the reviews because they'll often tell you what people are thinking in terms of size and fit and if they say consistently or oh, this top comes up small for example I can take a call on whether I decide to size up that particular client and um, so I, I think doing a bit more research and digging around is better I know it has to be quicker but actually that's where we end up having those costly returns which are not great for our and um, it's not great for the environment it's not great for the business it's not great for us it takes time to go down to the post office or wherever you're going to send it back etc so if you can make better choices Choices, mindful choices. As you would do if you were out shopping, um, you don't have the same luxury of being able to feel it and touch it. But do a little bit of digging into the fabric and see if it's something that you're going to enjoy and then take it from there would be my advice. Yeah. And I think we sometimes don't choose quite as flimsy or fashion things as we get older. How do we balance that relationship between, say, being very fashionable and wear something that's really, I'm wearing reds and oranges because they're in, versus more classic styles, when especially as we get in, and I'm in my 60s, but people in their sort of late 40s, 50s, how do we actually balance that beyond obviously our budgets? Yeah, I mean, that's a really great question. I think it's understanding your style and what that means to you. And it's really different for everybody. We have something that style is called style personality, which is really about what makes you tick as a person, what styles you're naturally drawn to. So there'll be some people who do much more the classic style where they do like those tailored pieces and that's great if that's you some people will be a bit more creative and love like you do color and print and so I, I think it's understanding what your style is connecting with that 
also, if you want to understand trends, looking at trends and working out what's going to happen. Because what we don't want to happen is that you dip into a trend, it's something you wear for two months and then you want to get rid of it at the end of the season. We don't want that. It's not sustainable and it's not good for anybody. So it's about looking at what trends work for you and your lifestyle and then dipping in. Trends do make us feel connected and it doesn't matter what size you are. You still want to feel relevant and connected, don't we? And it doesn't matter if we're 75, you still want to feel relevant and connected, stylish and all of the stuff that makes you feel like you. So I'd say dip into trends but or, or use, st- use stylist who knows those are t- workable tips that anybody can use so you know this year there's a lot of colour around which is great but not everybody wants to do colour so do it in a way that suits you through perhaps an accessory for example so lots of ways of dipping into trends and accessories are definitely a way that you can get your mojo back absolutely yeah I had a client recently who looked fantastic in yellow I mean she looked absolutely stunning but she felt it just it was a step two for her what she did was actually bought it and she just said oh every time I pick it up it just makes me smile yellow will do that because it's sunshine isn't it and for her that was enough people came and talked to her because she had this yellow bag and then the colour's done its job then that was enough for her there'll be some people who do want to do but it's not for everybody but there's accessories is a brilliant one and quite a cheap way to get back into fashion and t- dip oh, your toes in water in today's world finding the facts and applying the truth to solve complicated problems is a bold move Become an actuary and use your math skills to bring predictability to uncertainty. Actuaries are respected professionals and truth-tellers valued across the globe. And actuaries are the U.S. News number 22 top-paying career. Explore a great career in a field you love, making a real difference for real people. Find your path. The world needs actuaries more than ever. If you're not sure. Definitely. So jewellery. And I think with accessories and jewellery, you can individual unique brands. So perhaps you jump on Etsy or eBay or somewhere and, and find some brands that perhaps you wouldn't look at on the high street. So you can and explore your style and what it means. A great pair of earrings change a whole look, for example, and you might only spend £10 or something on it. So yeah, definitely. Accessories are just to finish an outfit and they take an outfit from very simple to really chic and elegant or creative and fun or whatever you want to. Yeah. And I love that. I'm a big fan of Etsy. I buy, I have, you can't see them with big headphones on, but I love, there's so many cool little earrings and necklaces and they don't cost very much. As you say, you can get really into something. No, exactly. And it's supporting the unique independent business and I always I love that saying if you support a small business that someone does a happy dance so I always think of that I think of them doing a little dance then in turn making me feel happy so I think that's something to bear in mind as well definitely we talked a little bit at the start about obviously women changing their shape in menopause but there's quite a lot of other things aren't they like skin and hair and that going on how can we work with style to help us if we're looking different in other aspects of ourselves I think understanding your skin tone and colouring really, and if you've been correct, correctly analysed, you'll understand how you can dip in and dip out of those colours, um, especially with sort of changes in skin and texture. I think fabric is really important as well. That's what's really close to your skin. So if you are perhaps getting, I know I sometimes struggle with them getting quite itchy skin at night. It's a really weird thing that I've only got since going into the perimenopause. Um, then fabric becomes really important. So really good fabrics, I think is important. Um, breathable fabrics for example 
you are getting hot. So you don't want to go down polyester and try to breathe all natural fibres. And viscose is another really good one. Everybody always thinks that's man-made. And viscose are really nice if you do get hot blushes or itchy skin. So yeah, hopefully those tips can help in this amazing stage. I think another thing to point out is that when you get to this age, there's a lot of freedom. So although our body shapes might be changing and our skin, and hopefully we get to that point where you gargle thin. And I think that's really lovely to embrace. I know a lot of my clients start to, and that's really freeing. And I think that's something really lovely to hold on to when you're having those bad days or whatever, that freedom of just going for it. Yeah, definitely. I like that sense. That's how you look kick-ass good, isn't it? Because you feel good and you I don't really care. And I suppose we lose some of that criticism as we get older. We get feisty and we do our own thing, which is a good part of it. And that means we can experiment a bit more, doesn't it? Definitely, yeah. And I think experimenting is part of it. One of the things I think a lot of my clients lose is playing dress up that we had when we were perhaps children and we, we dressed up a dress and we just chucked it all on and ran around and felt we lose that because we have got responsibilities, we might have big jobs, children, families, friends, all of that sort of thing going on. And you just chuck. But actually, if you just spend a bit of time looking at your wardrobe, putting outfits together playing with your jewellery I think that gives you back that joy of perhaps you've lost particularly through lockdown where similar cosy things every day then connect back in with your wardrobe you know find those things that really make you happy the things that don't make you liberating doing that get rid of those pieces and focus more on do make you happy and do work for your body shape and your lifestyle and your career and everything else that's going on yeah and then you wear the same thing over and over yeah Definitely. Definitely. One of the things that I've noticed is getting a little bit the other side and into the postmenopause was when I started working for myself and I don't go to an office in the same way that I was a bit lost, Abby. I thought, how do I build a new style that is the sort of the next generation me without making me sound I'm certainly not granny pants at all that that sort of is quite a difficult thing isn't it because we're we have a uniform at work and then if we transition to working for ourselves or we are semi semi-retired whatever that means today that I think is quite challenging have you noticed that with your clients too yeah definitely yeah I think that's a lot of my clients are women who perhaps have left corporate life to set up their own businesses and suddenly oh I, I don't need to wear a suit anymore but actually what do, if I wear jeans I don't feel smart enough but actually if I wear a suit I feel ridiculous if I'm on a zoom call or whatever so it's about finding that happy middle ground of personal brand and so if I'm working with a client who's running make sure that I find a lot about that person's business and what it means to them who their clients are so I can help them speak to their clients and give across the right brand image and if it's a, a client working in, in a work environment then I find more about that work environment and then we work out what suits what suits her and her lifestyle and her job and her who she's talking to as well, what message she's trying to and what she wants to think of her and what she turns up on the Zoom. One of the things I really encourage my clients to do if they're working from home is do top to dressing. So I've got my heels on, top to toe dressing because for me, I feel you're saying to yourself, yes, I'm ready for work and this is my day. I'm taking control of it. I'm taking, and it's like a message to yourself almost that you're dressing ready for the day. Even if you are at home, you're still working. You're still running a business. You're a successful, amazing woman that you dress like it. And I feel that really helps my clients. I, I imagine them all on Zoom. Oh, but I really like that because I think that's the professional side and I, I don't like sitting around in pyjama bottoms and I hate jogging pants, just so you know. That's one of my big things. It's There's flatter anybody. <laughs> just, Even my daughter, don't tell her that she doesn't look great. I tell my husband yeah. they're banned for him, you know, but uh, that's yeah. it, the band. They look yeah. awful and they make you look slobby. So you're right, you have to put on that. I live in a country where you take your shoes off indoors, so my clicky heels... 
have become far less. But talking about heels, that's an interesting one because our feet definitely do spread, don't they? And I think shoes can become more challenging. I've lived a long time out of the UK and Australia. Everybody seems to walk around with just flip-flops on or do my Aussie friends thongs. Or here in Sweden where there's a huge fashion for enormous shoes, really clumpy shoes, which I've got small ankles and I go, how does that reconcile with it? But yeah. yeah, yeah. My my feet went. I suddenly felt like I'm used to it now. Twelve and fourteen years old. But yeah, I did go off the shoe size. And I think it's changes in your in your body do take time to. Get, it's like you have to get to know your body again and understand your shape again when it flexes and changes. I think it's about being kind to yourself as much as it. You know, styling is so closely linked to self care and, and well being. It's untrue. We put clothes on every day, so of course they make a difference to our sense of identity and our well being and our confidence in us. So I think it's kind to actually dress to represent who you truly are for yourself and I always say to my clients dress for you it's nobody else dress then everybody else if that's what you're doing in your business or your lifestyle or whatever it might be but I think when you dress for yourself but you are just taking that time before you and saying yeah I'm great because I'm worth it um, and that's one thing that I think is just so integral to yeah and I think that's sometimes quite different because I think sometimes people are like they give you these things in magazines and they style like this and these colors and this body shape Whereas I love what you said, Abby, it's about your personality your pers- or your personal brand, which kind of is you, being allowed to shine through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a bit of style and it's about finding out those pieces and how those pieces connect and then the picture that they show at the end. And it's about getting to the heart of who that woman really is. And then that's ultimately my- is to help that woman to feel absolutely fantastic. And like she can't wait to get up and get dressed each morning and go in the real world. That. If you had a client who came to you and they'd really lost their way, what would be maybe your top two or three tips to start getting them back on? It would be about working out what they used to wear and what used to make them happy. So I'd probably ask them to find me a picture or explain to me an outfit that they felt amazing in. And it wouldn't matter to me whether it was from five years ago, 10 years ago or yesterday. Someone will say to me, honestly, I feel amazing. So that to me tells me that comfort's important to them, being able to move. So what the outfit tells me is what they're really confident and comfortable in. So I get them to get them to go back to that space and talk to me about that. So maybe it's their wedding outfit. It might be an outfit on a date night and yeah, they just felt amazing or it's something they wore somewhere and they got loads of compliments. That's something that really makes people feel great. You just stand a bit taller, don't you, when someone says, oh. so I get them to do quite a bit of work on and then we work out why it is that that it made them feel so great. So it's often to do with the fact that it fit their shape. So then we look at has their shape changed? You know, can we recreate that look but for the them that they are now? And it's not about changing someone completely. It's about evolving them. So taking their and then moving them forwards. We look at the colour as well. Was it so I feel with pieces that you get compliments on, it's usually always to do with the shape and the fit. So body shape and the colour. And you're pretty much with style really. And then it's about connecting the dots in between that. So those are probably my best piece of advice. If you are feeling a bit stuck in a rut or a bit, think back to an outfit and then work out why it was. Have a real think about it. I think of the story. That's why I call my business stories clothes because we are always telling a story. So think of the story behind the outfit and that will help you really connect in with your style. Well, that, I think that's the nicest advice I'd ever heard. The sort of the story behind why you loved wearing something. And I think everybody can relate to that. Like we've all had an outfit. We've stepped out in. Amazing. And you're making me think about outfits that I've had in my past and I had a lovely dress I loved it it was a very straight dress black and white print but it was just looked so good and I wore it 
for years that pieces you want in your wardrobe you want more of that less overall but more of those pieces that do just make you feel fantastic because then getting dressed every day is actually easy and a joy instead of the challenge and stress and i think a less is more is not a bad thing is it Le- less less but stuff you really love yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Yeah. And then my husband says that one. That's one of his favourite. We don't buy rubbish stuff, we buy good stuff. I think they're making investment purchases. They'd really consider it. And I think that's the thing behind it. When it's cheap or it's on sale, you think, oh, yeah, that would be all right. Whereas actually, what the feelings of are, oh, we spend a bit more money, we tend to look after things. It's very interesting when you start to look at the psychology behind it. If you look after it, you spend a bit more money, you're probably going to look after it. So then it lasts. It's cyclical. And that's what we don't want passion on the line and just chucking it at the end of the season going round and round for years to come and getting them out get your clothes like, and then you'll get it you'll be like oh yes okay that's what you want yeah they're kind of timeless yeah or you could put them away for a few seasons and bring them back out again and they'd still look great definitely yeah I've got a jacket but I've got a, a jacket that I, I actually decided my mum and dad even though they were divorced at the time they didn't talk to each other it's quite a feat I think it's really expensive it's now 22 years old and when I had my children I, th- I thought I'm going to keep it so I didn't wear it for four years um, but I wear it pretty much now or very often so sometimes it is worth popping those pieces away it's going to come back around again and it was an investment and then work it back into your wardrobe oh Oh, amazing. I've, I, have, I have a coat, a Max Mara coat, and it's the same. I've had that coat for years and years. It's bright, it's bright red as well. Oh, but my mother, she was very conservative. She wore, and she went oh. and dressed terribly like a granny very quickly. Yeah. And I thought that right. was really sad because she was tall and blonde and very Swedish. And suddenly there she's dressed wow. with all these kind of things that made her look much bigger than she was. And yeah. yeah. And then she had a real thing about not wearing red. She said to me, you're not allowed to wear pink or orange. You'll just look terrible in them. And then I spent a long time following that rule and now I'm like no I'm not doing it yeah that freedom to wear to wear those colours and, and they're such joyful colours as well orange sociability red power direction you know, pink compassion kindness so th- why would it be- and there are many shades of them as well so you have plenty of choice especially this year this is the year if you've ever wanted to explore with colour this is the year to do it because there's going to be so much out there so you can really dip in and explore with colour and see how it makes you feel why not I love talking about this Abby and how can my list find out more about what you do oh, they can follow me over on social media so it's stories with clothes and um, active lively instagram page where lots of tools and tips and videos how to use and my website is um, storieswithclothes.com so you can jump on over there start a conversation with yeah so lovely yeah and i definitely say jump on abby's instagram she's connected with me and i looked and i was like oh i've got to get into this so definite <laughs> recommendation from me too if you love clothes fashion and tips that is a fantastic site. Abby, I love talking to you and thank you so much for coming on and sharing joy and how people can look fantastic in their clothes and some really great practical tips. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's been lovely. Lovely to see you in your red glory as well. Thank you for listening to Thriving Through Menopause. If you like this podcast episode, please hop over to my website, thrivethroughmenopause.com and rate and review it. And thank you if you do that, because it helps others to find the show. Want more news and views on perimenopause and menopause? Then sign up to my weekly newsletter, Heart of Menopause, over on Substack. Thank you once again for listening and see you next week for another guest interview helping you to thrive through menopause.